Hey, it's Patrick. Before we start, at the time of this recording, we went through a bit of a name rebranding from Rick Center to Altitude Accelerator. With that in mind, we hope you enjoy the following interview. Welcome to the Startups Transform podcast. I'm Patrick McGuire, your host, board member and advisor at Altitude Accelerator, where we help startups scale to new heights. We chat with phenomenal tech business leaders who've climbed their way to success within their industry. Our guests delve deep into the lessons they've learned along the way so that you can get a head start on your next big idea. Really excited today to talk about something that most of us probably haven't thought of yet. Most of us are probably thinking we go to school, we get educated, and hey, we trust all the students that are now student teachers. We trust all the teachers that are out there. We trust that everybody in the world that says they're validated or qualified to do a job must have some sort of certification credentials out there. We're going to talk a little bit more with my friend Sanjay about what's happening at Valid Cert. So let me just read you the corporate bylines here. We are currently establishing an authenticity, a safe storage, and sharing of academic and professional certificates. And Valid Cert's digital credentials and data room, their platform secures your identity by protecting your accomplishments. And they're continuing to build on an ecosystem of trust. I want to say thank you very much for joining me, Sanjay. And can you tell me and the rest of the audience, what does all that really mean? Sounds good. And thanks for your time and inviting me today, Patrick. It's very exciting. And uh, to answer your question, what we want to do is just taking it back to uh, the non-technical days where an institution hosts a graduation ceremony. There are banners up. You know exactly where to go. The students are in the audience. Their name gets called up. They're very excited. Their friends and family are there. They grab that certificate that has their name. It's handed to them by the school, by the institution has the signature of the administrator or the dean. And as soon as they walk off that stage, there's a recruiter right there that they can hand it to and say, look what I did. The recruiter looks up and says, this is you. I know it's you. I know you got it from the school. I'm here at the ceremony as well. So this is really the purpose of valid cert. Based on what's happening today in the market, there was a need for technical skills. Universities and colleges were adapting to that to create these shorter term programs and courses that are micro-credentials, and this is what's taking place right now. So we wanted to make sure that we're building an interoperable system. And when I say interoperable, that it's just recognized globally, that provides that trust to all of those players. This is getting back to old school basics, but in a digital world. I know who you are. I know what you did. That's a really cool business model. Let's just start with the accolades. I mean, you guys have worked hard. You've done a lot of work. It's not easy to get into tech these days. You have to have a great plan. But why don't we just tell people some notable awards and events or accolades that you guys have accomplished so far? Our focus was really not only the education sector, but how can we improve and build up the economy, not only in Canada, but on a global level. And this is where we wanted to integrate the educational skills along with these accelerators. Because the end result are, whether it's a recruiter or an investor, the purpose is to get those credentials, get those skills, to be able to go out, create jobs, create new innovative solutions. And as we're doing this, we're very fortunate enough to be part of the Canadian Blockchain Supply Chain Association, because again, it is very important that 
there is an audit ability, there's a traceability, and this is where we built a hybrid cloud and blockchain solution. So not so much around the Bitcoin, but more around inviting third parties to a safe and trusted environment where they can view these credentials and information that a student or an entrepreneur wants to join. So this is where we wanted to create a private permission-based environment that the institutions would host and brand to their own, where they can start to build that ecosystem for their students, not only from a certificate perspective, but from a profile perspective, as well as with their documents that they want to share. As part of that, we've also joined the Canadian Blockchain Consortium, and most recently, the Digital Identity Authorization Council of Canada, which I'll call DIAC. So the reason why we did join DIAC was, again, based on the digital identity and the focus, as well as a lot of these institutions and accelerators, not only in Canada, but globally being funded by the government, this is really a great place for us to be to start to create that interoperable certificate that can represent and protect your identity. I mean, that's a lot of work and, and it's not easy to get on some of these panels or even be advisor or directors or, or have a say at the table. I mean, you got to hustle and you got to prove your methodology and that your tech and your brains actually work. <laughs> <laughs> that said, who's your primary audience that you guys are working at? So really, it is the education sector right now. It ranges from universities to colleges to private schools. Yeah. I also do include accelerators and incubators because being a part of these accelerators and institutions, it really starts to not only drive the knowledge that you have, but provide that framework that you need that is going to be in demand from an investor or from customers as well. So it helps to solidify that. And that's where we just want to, again, streamline the process, make sure that there is a centralized, trusted area that third parties can come to, but as well so the institutions can share their information. And being on a blockchain, if an entrepreneur wants to store their personal confidential information, financial information, or a student wants to put their resumes up or transcripts, they control, he or she, the student controls who has access, who they can invite in to see that information as well. That's fantastic. And there is a lot of stage gating in college and academia, but there's a lot of stage gating for sure in the entrepreneurial startup world, uh, as, we, as we're as we very familiar with, of course. Yeah, exactly. um, <laughs> yeah. Most people who know me and listen to this, they know I'm a diseased or serial entrepreneur. I'm not sure which way is better, diseased or serial entrepreneur, but <laughs> we do go through that. A lot of these accelerators do need to stage gate, protect their data and, and other things of that nature. It's an interesting question that you raised. My team and I, we often discuss it, says, who is our audience? And where we have the three players with the institutions, with the students, with the recruiters, we want to understand what the long-term play is or vision of all three. Mm. For the institutions to provide that information and that knowledge and that micro-credential for the student to learn from that institution, represent that institution, protect that brand as well as his or her identity, and then to provide the recruiter the know and the trust that the skills that they earn can be applicable so that there's a savings of time, there's savings of resources. And, you know, with more technology, unfortunately, uh, there's a lot of people or a lot of individuals who start to take advantage of it. And so that's where diploma mills or, or fast tracking and getting credentials out there that may or not be real or just don't represent, it just eats up a lot of time, eats up a lot of revenue costs as well. And uh, at the end, it just starts to ruin your reputations as well, right? Yeah. So, so are you telling me that wearing a, a sweater with my alma mater on it doesn't just get me the job? 
<laughs> Unfortunately, it doesn't. Unless on the back you have all the, your resume and uh, yeah. your your resume all printed out on the back side of it. Right? Yeah. So. In the future, we'll have that same sweater, but on the back, we're going to have just a link to my valid cert ID. Well, exactly right. And then your tag can have your picture ID to show who you are. <laughs> you, can Q, you can QR code it, right? <laughs> yeah, actually, I love that concept. Yeah. So going through that primary audience, obviously, you guys went through that exercise. You've been gaining some traction and some ground. I'd like to know about something that happened early on in your life or your career that's impacted the way you work today. So I've been uh, I've been very fortunate throughout my whole career to work for top four accounting firms, IT firms, uh, different sizes. You know, I think one of the experiences was, and I still face it sometimes, is self-inflicted information overload. <laughs> and so this is where. You know, I have lots of information. I know what I'm doing or, you know, it's all over the place, but it, it causes an overload. And so this is really where there's so much technology. And instead of saying, oh, why are you adding another tool? We're not adding another tool to the mix. We're streamlining, we're consolidating, and we're adding a level of trust that has an ultimate vision and goal to help the economy. And so that's really where working with organizations as a consultant for over 20 years and even teaching at uh, St. Mary's University here in an MBA course is it really around understanding the challenges from an institution's perspective, the student's perspective. When I was recruiting for a company that I was uh, working for, I was hiring uh, individuals. I would get you know, a resume through Dropbox or a resume through email or right. all over. So I never knew what to check, but I just had everything. I would look at the resume and there would be a cut and paste of a transcript. And I was like, I don't know if this is real or not. With the focus on micro-credentials, on getting the job skills and getting individuals upskilled, that's where these credentials are definitely going to come into play. And this is where, from a global perspective, creating those consistencies on that certificate, that's where we want to make sure that there's a platform that can demonstrate and show that and start to close that gap from a global perspective as well. Uh, what I heard there, Sanjay, is you've built this new business, this new opportunity on all of your past experiences from being a student to being a teacher, even to being a professional accountant and a professional in other business areas and recruiting experience as well <laughs> and said, Hmm, somebody's either lying or telling the truth and I have no idea. So we got to figure out how to solve that problem. So I think maybe I was the, uh, maybe I, I might've been the first customer for my own product. <laughs> <laughs> and that is not a bad thing. If you can sell yourself, that's number one, but to be able to sell everybody else, <laughs> That takes some uh, some some heavy lifting, I would say. Yeah, and definitely. You've clearly done that. Valid Search seems to have a very good reputation. You're getting some momentum going. I like that. Um, your audience, obviously, you know who it is, and you're going after it because you lived it, and that helps too. If you can't make it real for yourself, it's very hard to make it real for someone else. I think the company was founded in 2020. Is that right? Uh, it was, yes. Yeah. yeah, and you kind of got incorporated in January of 2021. Yes, I'm building a story timeline here. Yeah. So, so probably not the best time to launch a company in Canada, specifically. Tell me what inspired you to do this startup, especially during this whole global slash Canadian pandemic that's going on? A big part of it was just having constant communications and keeping up on what some of the challenges are based on pre-COVID and during COVID. And a lot of that had to do with the workforce and how do we maintain it from a long-term perspective? How do we make sure that there's skilled individuals that can fill these roles, you know, and for those, unfortunately, who went through a job loss, 
can take a course that will get them certified in a new skill that won't take a four-year degree, that they can get out and they can do that. And a lot of that was based on just experiencing, you know, through friends and families again, and just understanding what the long-term vision is of sustainability and economic growth. And that's where it gets kind of tricky as an entrepreneur, as I'm sure you know, Patrick, is that if there's not immediate problem in front of you, sometimes it's hard to justify what you're doing. And that's really where we really wanted to make sure that we have features within the platform that can work differently for different people, for different companies. So whether it's a focus on a micro-credential, whether it's a trusted profile, or whether it's just a centralized safe and storage place for my resume and for my information. That's really where we wanted to make sure that that's not a worry anymore. A fraud is a big thing, you know, and and that's where, again, where I see, you know, it's great individuals are achieving badges and they're sharing them on LinkedIn. And as an entrepreneur who's looking for holes or gaps, you right click and you down. So, but those badges don't tell enough information. And that's really where we wanted to streamline it with COVID. Not a lot of people can get out there. It's great. You can do calls and video calls, but really to create that personal communication as well, the personal touch that is definitely needed. That's really what we wanted to do as well with Valid Cert. That's excellent. Uh, I mean, so maybe one day we're all going to have Valid Cert badges on our LinkedIn profile? I, you, can, you can have, <laughs> I just created a mascot so you can put your the mascot on it. That was one of my friends. All right, I'm in. Give it to me. I'll get it out there. That's where the difference is between the badge and the certificate, right? You know, and the badges, they do have a lot of features that you double click and you can validate the information, but we wanted to have that on the certificate. So the, on the certificate, it's digitally uh, notarized as well from the institution because you can issue it once the course is completed. You can put the issue date on it. You can put the student's name to assign it. But until the administrator or facilitator of the program approves it and gives that authorized notary digitized e-signature, then it's invalid, right? And so that's really where we wanted to make sure that all of that information is there. So that trust, again, is apparent to all the different players in this ecosystem. Yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. What was an important pivot point for you and your business? With technology moving so fast, and even I talk about blockchain, where we talk about Bitcoin, and we talk about digital identity, and even with COVID, right? Because there was a lot of focus on COVID tracking, COVID testing. You know, we've looked at could this be a COVID tracker? Could you upload your COVID results onto this platform and share it and store it? The biggest one was, why don't you just have a wallet and everybody can download it in the wallet? And that's where, yes, their certificate can be shown in that digital wallet. And there's so many of them. But the biggest pivot was not just to focus on the certificate, but to also include that data room, which supports the certificate, which supports your training and creates that centralized repository for the institutions when they do have that course material that it's all there for the students and how they submit their assignments back and forth, as well as e-signature ability for students from a contract perspective or a recruiter or an investment, it can all be done within the system as well. So that one record of truth is there versus multiple emails getting printed out and signed out. There's one document that, again, individuals are invited in to sign for an automated workflow. So that's really where I took a lot of my experiences and incorporated in, in these use cases as well. Love it. Who or what drove that change? Uh, I think we all did as a team. And, uh, you know, I, I, it's one of those things, again, where as an entrepreneur, you have to do that due diligence to make sure that there is a need for this, right? And that's where we wanted to make sure that 
you know, you get so excited sometimes, as you know, with a platform that you, you throw as much as you can into it. But that can sometimes be a catch-22 at times, right? And so that's where we wanted to make sure that as a team that we were doing the right steps to release this. And that's where we focus on e-signatures. But that's, again, talking to recruiters on some of the challenges that they're having around validating credentials and getting multiple versions of documents. Things might have been changed. No traceability and auditability in those documents. So we just want to make sure that we listened as well. We've heard a little bit about the product. We know that you're doing well, but not everything's easy. I want to know what may have been a bad or possibly the worst decision that you've ever made for the company or the company's made. So this whole product was in rotation for a long time. We've been working for a while now to see how we can streamline this. Taking Canada as an example of having immigration to grow our economy, having those streamlined processes again with schools in different countries and those partnerships because they can add a lot of value. So I'm not sidestepping your question. I think, you know, <laughs> we, we learn things every day, yep. but I think as a team, it's not so much a, a decision. It's more of a, a focus point. If you focus too much on, you know, you've got to do your competitor analysis, you have to do that. Again, from an information overload, if you start looking at what others are doing and try to pivot your way in the wrong way, your tool or your solution, just based on what someone else is doing, it can really start to impact your product, your messaging, your confidence, yes. and all of those things. And so it's really around just staying focused, reminding your, yourself and your team of what you're doing. And there's a lot of good information, but I think it's really around streamlining that information too, to make sure that you're focused on the right yep. stuff. I agree. And I'm going to flip that on you. So we talked about some of the good stuff, bad stuff, but um, keeping that focus, what was the most important thing that led to the company's success so far? I know it's been a short period of time, but you've made some good decisions and you've made some great progress. What has led to your current success at this state? I think it's around doing a good assessment before you make a step forward and understanding you know, whether it's good or bad and, you know, just seeing how you can mitigate those risks. And I think a lot of that comes from my learnings, but a lot of it comes from collaborating and talking to people mm -hmm. who've been through similar experiences, who would potentially invest in something like this, or would they use it at their school or, you know, would recruiters like would want to do that? So I think a lot of the success that we've had, Knockwoods, uh, I'm a little superstition, I guess, is one as well. But it's around. It's no, it's around. It's just around making sure that you keep an open mind, and I think just seeing what others are doing because there's a lot going on in the world today, and and trying to remember that it doesn't always have to be a race. It doesn't always have to be the first one to market. Mm -hmm. You know, in my experiences, putting the technology before the solution or proving anything is the cart before the horse, right? And so that's where. You know, we get excited and we got the platform done and sometimes you have to backstep and learn it. But just remembering those lessons learned and seeing how they can be applicable. And again, working with your team, keeping in communication, keeping one another updated. It's helped us a lot, right? I agree with you. It's about your team. It's about the communications you have. I think those are really good points there. And that could be why you guys are so successful in such a short period of time. And getting the reputation that other councils, other organizations, governing bodies, schools, academia and otherwise all say, yeah, we actually want to work with ValidCert. So it's pretty exciting and you guys keep driving forward. But before you started being an entrepreneur, when you were about to get started, what's something you would have told yourself? Collaborate as much as you can and look at these associations because there's always going to be those who have constructive criticism that can help you, right? And it's very easy to get sucked in and, and look down a, a path and not lift your head. 
And this is what I find those associations help me and my team as well, is to really just, it raises your head to understand some of the challenges that others are doing. So I think just being open to those groups, not being so I'm busy, I got to do this. There's always time. And I think that leads to the second one was don't get sucked into the hype as much, you know, because there's a lot of hype going on and it can have good effects and it can also have a negative impact as well. And that's where you have to just kind of weed through. And, and I was reading an article today around just knowing when to just take a break and just, it's okay. Cause we all have so much going on in our heads and in our minds. And, and even when you think you're taking a break, your mind is just really organizing all of those things, right? And prioritizing it. Yes. And, and that's really where I think, I wish I told myself that a long time ago, <laughs> which just kind of take a step back and just let things kind of ponder. And that's okay to do. And then the third one you mentioned uh, earlier was, you might have to pivot. It really helps you as an entrepreneur know whether you're able to do something or not. And it helps you assess your solution to see how structured it is. Because things are moving fast. There's a lot of tools out there and sometimes it is a race. And if clients or customers invest in a tool, they only have so much that they can do as well. And so that's really where your messaging has to be very clear. And I think the biggest one I had was, this is the fourth one. You spend so much time focusing on things that not everybody understands what you're saying because you're saying so much stuff <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> so just don't get frustrated. And I think aligning it with a story if you can make that story work and make sense and translate, it helps a lot in your message. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's part of the, I think it is, it's part of the entrepreneur's disease that we want to dump everything we can out as fast as humanly possible. So people can absorb it. The reality is they can't digest it because they're not at the same level of thinking that you are because, you know, I, I talk about the dog, you have a dog and you put him in the backyard. You can't understand how, when you come home from work every single day, the damn dog got out. He dug a new hole. He got out of the fence. You're like, oh, this is nuts. And then you go and spend 20 minutes patching the hole. You throw the dog outside again. And he's out again the next day. The reality is you spend 20 minutes trying to fix a problem that he has 24 hours to solve. Exactly. And, and that's trying to pitch people your new baby. Here's a yeah. great idea. Valid, sir. Da -da 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 -da. And, and they go, uh-huh. So what does he really do? Yeah, exactly. Well, I've got about two questions I'm curious to ask you before we sign off here. But one thing I'm curious on before we do is, how did you find Rick and, and why did you find Rick Center? So this will go back to the importance of collaboration and joining associations, because we are very fortunate to join the Canadian Blockchain Supply Chain Association. As part of the membership, I, you know, I asked if I could do a webinar. And so I did a webinar on supply chain because again, COVID was just starting up the importance of supply chain tracking. And that's really where the focus on blockchain got to, uh, I got to talk about as well. And I wanted to emphasize around blockchain is not only Bitcoin. There's a lot more <laughs> to, to do with it. Through that relationship with Canadian blockchain, Pam Banks contacted Eric from Canadian Blockchain Association and they had a conversation and Eric introduced me to Pam and we talked just about that, what their process is around their, their certificates and their programs. And this is where, again, the accelerators teach a lot, right? And to have credential that shows it can help a lot. Not every investor may not look for that certificate, but to have that adds a lot of justification and validation. And this is where in the conversations with Pam, we talked about, again, because I was fortunate enough to go through the program at the Rick Center with the MVP to Market program. 
which was very insightful. And this is where we got to collaborate a lot as well to say, you know, what if we had all of the documents together as a data room or what kind of information yeah. would be there as well? And so this is really where the team as well as Pam have been really open and transparent. And again, solving problems together as a team, not just from a, oh, it's justified, but it's actually making a difference. It feels really good. And so that's really where, you know, that relationship with the Rick Center uh, developed. So again, the importance of having an open mind, showcasing or asking to be on a forum to share information, right? And and I think that's good because I like to share. I like to share what I know. And by doing that, you you open the doors to these types of things as well. So that's really where, I guess, another lesson is as well. Yeah, but good, it's been I love very it. fortunate. Yeah, so it's been great with the Rick Center. Really enjoyed that relationship as well. Yeah, and it's good to know that the ecosystem actually rings true. Like, we do believe in helping entrepreneurs from Rick Center and also other entrepreneurs, myself included, love to help other people succeed. And we see the success of others as our own wins. And that's why we'd like to help others. So growing our ecosystem, having a larger ecosystem, it's not all about one company, one person, one program that will change entrepreneurs. So very excited to hear you say that. You kind of resonate exactly what we believe in. The ecosystem just sucked you in. Yeah. Wait a minute, did you say don't get sucked into the hype? Isn't that your <laughs> line? But, but there's good hype and there's bad hype though, right? So you gotta yeah. you gotta know how to you got you gotta know how to maneuver it, right? And I think the only way you can do that successfully is if you know what your purpose is and what your vision is. And if you don't know, then you're gonna go every which way. But yeah. and this is where it's been great, like uh because our, our world is, is getting smaller in so many ways because of COVID. There's opportunities as well that come from that. And by having something that can connect incubators and accelerators with entrepreneurs to investors or students in schools and, and just direct line that, it's very exciting. And that's where even in Halifax, having the opportunity to talk to Volta, which is similar to the Rick Center, and sharing those stories and having the Rick Center being very supportive of sharing those stories, it's, it's been very helpful because, again, it makes it real, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'll have to give you some recommendations for some potential partners and clients of yours. I have some ideas. Um, Perfect. That's great. What's the future of the company? What's got you excited? So what's got me excited is really the collaboration, not only with the existing with the blockchain and Canadian blockchain consortium, but also the relationship of becoming a member of DIAC. Yeah. It's very exciting to see all of the different groups that are involved in this and all of the focus around digital identity, but having that link to the government and showcasing the talent pool that's there and the ability of these companies that are working together collaboratively to move the dial forward with that bigger picture in mind around digital identity. It's really been exciting because I've met already and I've only joined like three weeks ago because <laughs> we were only in existence in two months, but already I'm working on, you know, I'm involved in special interest groups around digital wallets as well as digital micro credentials where our focus is to create interoperability, right? And by having a solution such as Valcert and having that other expertise around people who are working with policies and government policies to create those connections. That really excites me because to have that standard micro-credential that can be accepted in different countries, it not only helps from a Canada perspective, but from a global perspective in all different ways. So the ability to grow this, it just excites me, but more so that it's actually going to help the economy in so many different ways and help so many individuals. And that's really exciting for me. Good. Well, I mean, I've been very happy to have this conversation with you. I think we've got some future conversations to have. I can't wait to follow up with ValidCert and with you just to really understand where you guys are going. I can't wait to hear all your success stories. 
You know, so on behalf of everybody at Startups Transform, the Rick Center, and our ecosystem, Sanjay, a huge thanks for your time. My pleasure. I got one more question. Okay. (laughs) To be an entrepreneur, to start from ground zero, would you do it? I would for sure. (laughs) And uh, I I really would. I love the journey. Um, And sometimes, you know, it has its ups and downs. It really does. I would say I'm a senior not so much a senior entrepreneur, but a senior person, like an experienced person in, entering the entrepreneurial world. And I think it's an opportunity that if it's presented in front of you, definitely take advantage of it. And if things work out, fantastic. But if not, there's so much learning that you can make applicable in so many different ways. So Absolutely. I definitely, uh, I definitely, uh, I definitely would do it. I love it. Good, good. And for everybody out there that's listening, you got to remember, entrepreneurs are not just 20-somethings. They might be someone who's 20, 30, 40, 50. I'm not in that category yet, but there's someone who's 60s and 70s who are just getting started. It's all about great ideas, great teams, and believing in what you're doing, that you're passionate about, that you can do for a a marathon or a lifelong thing, not just a flash in the pan because you thought you had a great idea sitting at the coffee table or the bar one day. And that's what Sanjay is bringing to the table. He's bringing his past experience and he's delivering a great solution and he's surrounded himself with a great team and he's got a great ecosystem that he, he's working with. So Sanjay, I just want to say thank you very much. I want to remind everybody that you got to put the effort in. Don't believe the hype. Don't get sucked into the hype. <laughs> Keep focused and don't worry. It's okay to take a break once in a while. Sanjay. I, I think we came up with a new one. Uh, you got to learn how to maneuver the hype. Yeah, yeah. so we got five. Uh, There you go. Sanjay, huge thanks from Startups Transformed and the Rick Center. Thank you from the ecosystem. I really appreciate all your insight, and I can't wait to hear your success stories. And thank you, Patrick, and thank you to the team for organizing this. It's uh, definitely a pleasure, and uh, I look forward to our future collaborations. So, perfect. Excellent. Very good. So, on behalf of Startups Transformed, I'm Patrick McGuire, signing off for both myself and Sanjay and Valid Cert. Check it out, valid-cert.com. Have yourself a great day. Thanks again, Sanjay. We'll talk soon. Great. Thank you, Patrick. Stay safe. Thank you for joining us on Startups Transform Podcast. You can subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed the conversation, a rating or review goes a long way. Recommend the show to a friend. Find us at altitudeaccelerator.com where we can help you begin your startup journey with access to our workshops, advisors, and mentorship opportunities. Be sure to tune in for our next episode.